Welcome to the Friends of Folklore, where two sisters tell tales from the briny depths of the ocean, the darkest caves hidden in misty mountains, and even mysteries hiding in your own backyard. Fear not, dear audience. Come inside, bundle up with a blanket, a cup of tea, and your favorite fuzzy animal, and you too can become a friend of folklore. Welcome, dear friends, to the Friends of Folklore. It is I, Sydney, the tallest of the sisters. And it is I, Abby, the smallest of the sisters. How are you doing today? You know, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Um, Got some good news today, which is always a good thing to have. It is, got especially on a Friday. Today. Oh my god, she's I doing know. it. She's doing and everything. You know what else? Hmm. You know what else? What? I get to see my little sister tonight. <gasps> you get to see your bride? Oh my god, huh? Me? Could not be. I know. It's me. Yeah, so that's, I'm, I mean, I'm just going to dive right back into me, which is why we're here today. No. Um, yes, how are you? I'm good. I'm so <laughs> excited to come home. We had considered um, kind of recording together because, like, that's always super fun to do. But it was one of those things where I was like, hey, I'm tired. Like, could we not have yeah, to log my microphone home? Break. Like, Yeah. yeah. So I'm super excited to like be a break. So exactly. So I'm good. It's Friday. I was also paid. Go team. Yes. Um, Go team. Yeah. And honestly, just a lot of good things going on. Um, I mean, should we tell them like about what we're doing while I'm home? The one thing, or should we surprise them with it? I. Oh, we should surprise them. I was like, "What are you talking about?" Like, we're not fucking but now doing I anything. Don't lie to these people. Like, Don't lie to these good we people. Just, we already said we're not recording while you're here. What else is there? But no, we'll we'll save that. That'll be okay. on Instagram. I cannot wait. That's yeah. No, it'll be perfect. So we got Ugh. some. Not none of it's important. Tfoff. Yeah, it's none not. It. It's not going to matter at all. But whatsoever. We're have fun doing it, and you're gonna see it on our social media, and exactly. that's just what's gonna happen. And that's what's important is us having fun and you watching us. So. <laughs> It's all about us. We're not even Gemini's, but mm-hmm. that's it's all about us. <laughs> I mean, I'm a middle child, so I need everything to be about me, and you're the youngest, so you really need everything. Yeah, to be about I really you. need it. Like honestly, the fact <laughs> that like I even let you do episodes. No kidding. <laughs> it's amazing that you're even allowed to speak on this podcast. Yeah, okay. it's weird that like I talk like honestly, like it's just me. I don't know. No, honestly, like I could not do this by myself. Like the idea of like talking Neither into could a void. Like <laughs> I thought about it because there are podcasts that do that. They're just one person. Like mm-hmm. when I did Nellie Bly, I, I listened to a podcast, you know, just some sources. Yeah. Trying to get, see if there's anything I missed. And this guy's just talking to himself. And it was a three-parter. I was like, sir. Sir, you can't do a three-parter. Right. <laughs> you know, right? Like that's a lot of, t- and that's, you know what? I, I, I have to correct, go back and correct myself though, because my roommate Julie has a podcast um, in oh, which yeah. she- She's a, she has guest stars on, but it's called Living Vicariously Through Yourself. Um, and you can also find it. She also uses Audible, so you can find it on the same places that you find us. Um, and it's amazing. I think you mean Anchor. Anchor. What did I say? Audible? Yeah, we're on Audible. Audible. We're I not. I wish. <laughs> Actually, Audible has started using. Um, they're not They're not paying us, so I'll tell you later. Yeah. But no, no, no. I saw that. I had to. I, <laughs> they're not paying us, so I'll tell you later. Fuck them. No, I'm sorry. No, Audible, I, please sponsor us. <laughs> no, no, I saw that because I had to download a book for class, like an audio book. And I was like, hey, the fuck? And they were like, we do podcasts now. And I was like, that's not why I hired you. Like, yeah, this is not, this is not what you're for. 
I have so many other apps for that. Exactly. No, but sorry, she's on Audible. And so um, her podcast is super fun. No, she's on Anchor. Damn it. (laughs) You just did it again. Can we go? Can we start over? She's on anchor. Jesus Christ! She can probably Jesus. hear me from her bedroom right now, and she's like this idiot. Um, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> she is on anchor. My God! Yes. Um, and it's about it's an amazing podcast. Just a lot of great self help stuff. She has a really good mind of like how to live life for you through you, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. it's really fun. So she's on anchor. Um, but she and talks you know, to Monique herself does mostly. That too. Monique, yeah, Monique talks Monique to herself. Usually, she usually has guest stars, but like the first, I think the first and last episode of every season is just her talking to herself, and it's always like super interesting and cool. And I'm like, oh, I like I, that. I don't. I feel like I'd just be sitting there and I'd be like, so today it kind of rained, but not for very long. And that made me happy. <laughs> so that was nice um, because um, I love the rain. And mm-hmm. then <laughs> it's like whenever you leave me a voicemail, like. <laughs> So I you leave me a voicemail you're like so i got an iced coffee and <laughs> i want to call you back in 30 minutes bye, bye. <laughs> so i got an iced coffee um you know how i said i was gonna try something new i didn't and i'll be yeah. coming you know <laughs> there yeah, you yeah that's you and now we get Never to get me. coffee together i'm so excited It'll i be am so not nice. going to dutch bros you can't make me hey sydney you're gonna go yeah. to Dutch Bros and you're gonna like it. <laughs> I can make you. <laughs> I can't. I don't have a car, so you have to take me. <laughs> Since you sold my car, I'm gonna out you on the podcast. You oh sold god, my car. I didn't mean to sell your car. I'm I sorry. don't drive it, and you were using it. No, it was just the funniest thing. She's like, "Yeah, we're selling your car," and I was like, "Oh." cool <laughs> news to me my brother-in-law needed a car it yes was, was... yeah not to like a stranger like we're not that kind of family where it's like I no, took I'm all not, of your like, prized like, possessions to the highest bidder <laughs> i gambled away our life savings and now we can't eat dinner and the children will starve yeah. no it's not like that exactly um <laughs> <laughs> fucking can't. <laughs> so why are we here today you you tell me yeah this is my ep- this is about me right so um <laughs> This is our best work. Yeah, that's our best work, honestly. So on this that's week's my episode... New, that's my new, by the way, my new, like, thanks for being a friend of folklore joke is that this is our best work. Just <laughs> that's this month's joke that we keep that's repeating as if it's, the, if it's new. It's not about cool. you. It's about I think me. it's funny. I love mm-hmm. it. No, I think that this is our best work. And honestly, it is. <laughs> it is. Sorry, go ahead. This is... No, that's perfectly fine. This is our best work. Um, On it this is. week's episode, I... What did I want to do? I wanted to spend time on a topic that makes us look like horse girls, even though 99% of what we do on the Friends of Folklore is try to prove to you that we are not horse girls. I Um, appreciate you saying we. (laughs) That's really very good of you. It's very Did you think I was just going to like throw you under the bus and be like, because I'm not, Glares. They know. (laughs) They know. I am not either. Horses are gross and scary. You're the one who's written one, okay? Not me. Not because I wanted to. I was just trying to fit in. You were trying to fit in, and with with a really so psychotic hard. human being, so maybe we should have maybe we avoided I don't know that. If she listens. Be cool. Hey, Sydney. She doesn't know who we're talking about. It that was, was like... Corrales. Everyone has horses. We just didn't. That's true. Yeah, fight me. I've I've actually ridden many horses, too. I just happen to know who you're talking about. Wait, you've ridden more than one horse and you didn't tell me about it? I'm sure I told you about it. No, that's not okay. You can't just... That's an activity. 
Sydney. Abby, I am sure I told you about it, okay? Because I probably came home crying. <laughs> no, you can't just ride horses without telling me first. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Because yeah, like, I, just, I feel like that's, yeah. You're just gonna, gonna become a plot of Full House. So anyway, um, <laughs> this week's this episode. Like decades ago, so glad you're enjoying this argument. Yeah, I'm really glad that you guys are here for this. This is how we yeah, argue, sorry. by the way. If you guys think that we're like mean to each other, this is how we argue. And then we apologize we just, profusely. Like, for weeks. For weeks. I'm still apologizing for the fight we got into around Christmas. Oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> I didn't. That was a legit fight, though. You have to admit, you were like, how fucking dare you? And I was like, I did mess up. Okay. Um, I did. It's okay. She was in the wrong. No kidding. Um, Not Things hate. happened. Right. Friends of folklore. We're better because of it. We're better people. And we're next time people. that there's a global pandemic, Sydney gets to make the rules. So just that that's on the record. No, next time there's a global pandemic, you get to make the rules. Oh, I thought, <laughs> it, was... <laughs> oh, I thought it was you that you got to make the rules next time. Oh, well, I mean, I'm fine with making the rules. That's fine. And I'm I think that maybe that. it's better if you do. Yeah. Okay, right. go on now. What are we talking about? So, this week, I thought it would be fun to take it back a little bit and dive into a history of a really well-known folklore legend, because I gotta be honest with you, I don't know any of this shit. That's right. Really? This week, I'm talking about unicorns, bitches. <laughs> Woo! Unicorns. Um, so, we're just gonna go in with a blanket definition here. Unicorns are defined as large magical beasts that are represented as basically horse horses with long horns. I'm gonna get stuck up. Like you can already narwhal. see that I'm gonna you can see that I'm gonna get stuck, can't you? Um Maybe horses, you do tongue twisters with me. You didn't even ask me to do tongue twisters with you this episode. Yeah, because I've given up. Yeah, well, <laughs> Well, because you know who I am. <laughs> you just no longer have a, I just know who you're going to be, Larry. the will to argue. I just, you're never going to change. My mother told me that, and I should have believed her, but I didn't. Anyway, so, horses <laughs> with know. large horns. <laughs> like a narwhal. Like a narwhal that project straight from the middle of the forehead. Um... This is not to be confused with Pegasus, which is another large horse-like creature. Only Pegasus have wings. So, like, buckbeak status. Maybe. I think the plural of Pegasus is still Pegasus. I think it's one of those. Oh, okay. Okay. Pegasuses? Seems wrong. Pegasus. So, like, all non-horse girls. You know, we all had those, like, Lisa Frank unicorn backpacks when we were little. Maybe just me? I did not, but you did. You did. So... I, I loved think... that for you, though. That was a great journey for you. No, honestly, like, the see-through Lisa Frank backpack was a fucking flex, and if I could purchase an adult size one, I would. Would it, you know, would don't, it, I'm would it burn me and, like, <laughs> cause some sort of third-degree refraction burn into my skin? Probably. Is it worth it? Why? 110%. Well, it's see-through plastic. I feel like that absorbs a lot oh. of heat. No? And also, like, you probably don't want to be like, hey, guys, check out all my credit cards in New York City. <laughs> um, all, This is not something I should be admitting on the podcast, but all of my cards are attached to the back of my phone in, like, a little wallet. So if my life gets ruined, it gets ruined all together at once. Yeah, all at once. You can't even call anybody. <laughs> exactly. Like, so if I'm fucked over, just I'm just going to hopefully have my just keys. Just going to fucking choose death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hopefully I have my keys, because... 
you never I know. I did that all through college because I didn't have time. I didn't have time to reach into my backpack and get my wallet to pay for my fucking chocolate chip muffin every well, single morning. Well, well, here's the thing. You also, and you do this too. You say that you don't, but we both carry around large bags full of shit we don't need just in oh, case we need it. I 100% do that. I don't know why you think I would deny such a, no, a, a I just... blatant truth. <laughs> So I feel like there's other things in the backpack that take priority. So if my wallet's in my hand, Sydney, we haven't even talked about the topic. Okay, so. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, those moments with the Lisa Frank unicorn backpacks, like, I feel Mm -hmm. like that magic never left. You know what I mean? For me, anyway. However, the real question is, where did the magic begin? So. Unicorns were first. (laughs) That is the question. To be or not to be. Um, <laughs> unicorns were first mentioned in the classical antiquity era. They were large, they were used largely amongst the Ind- Indus, as I believe how you say it, Indus Valley civilization. That sounds right. Okay. So the Indus civilization was alive and thriving. So, you know, 30, 30 and thriving, thriving, um, during the bronze age, um, which is about like two twenty six hundred 2600 BCE to 1900 BCE. Is that how you read? I'm like- so proud of you. You just used BCE. Uh, I know. My little <laughs> English minor heart. I, I majored English. My history <laughs> minor heart is so <laughs> delighted that you just said that. Oh my I'm, God. I know. I'm really growing up. Anyway. <laughs> so that area covers what is now Pakistan and the northeast okay. region into Afghanistan. So that's mainly Uh-oh. situated uh, along the aptly named Indus River. So that runs through Pakistan. And am I saying Pakistan correctly? Is it Pakistan? Yeah. Okay, great. I, I think don't it's know. Pakistan. I think you're okay, right, great. Actually. So, you know, this is a good chunk of land. And basically, during this time, unicorns would embellish ancient wax seals that they would use to send correspondence. So, like, an image of a unicorn head. Oh, in my brain i'm just imagining a unicorn like (laughs) with one of those wax making like candles with the spoon and like the tip of it's just dunking the tip of its horn into the wax (laughs) seal and it's like oh yes sorry i'm sorry go ahead the image because you know like wax seals then and now pretty fancy um, yeah. so that's kind of like the first mark of when it was used. The Greeks mm-hmm. have also been writing about unicorns for an incredibly long time. There was, um, there was a Greek writer known and a Greek philosopher. His name is Strab, Strab, perhaps. Um, he Strab, wrote about like short for strawberry. It just said Strab. It's kind of like one word, like share, like all okay, of these, okay. I respect all, that. all of these Greek men just like, we go have like one name in us, like Madonna up in here. Um, I mean, they kind of do. Like, you ever hear about Socrates' last name? I don't think he has one. No, you don't. You actually, that's fair. And, like, honestly, weird flex, but all right. Um, so yeah, he, cool wrote about, he wrote about There's unicorns. There's, like, 11 people on the planet. You don't need surnames. That, you know what? That's a really fair point. When it's just, like, you. <laughs> yeah, like, there's no other Socrates. Like, you are Carl. You know what I mean? You're the Carl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I keep interrupting you. Please tell me more about you. quite all right. Um, so he wrote about unicorns. Um, I couldn't find, like, any, like, excerpts. Um, there's also Cetius, C-T-E-S-I-A-S. He was a Greek historian during the 5th century. Okay. Um, they both dabbled in unicorn, um, fiction, perhaps. Not sure what. (laughs) It was a long time ago. But the person who wrote the most about unicorns during, you know, the olden days 
in mm-hmm. with the Greeks is Claudius Ilianus, most commonly known as Ilian. It's spelled like alien, but like A E L I A N. That's pronounced Ilian. Oh, I kind of love it. Yeah, you would. I'm um, name my firstborn that. <laughs> hey, Sydney, don't don't do yeah. that. <laughs> the firstborn child I'm not going to have. Yeah, could you not? <laughs> the firstborn Listen, child that is not I'm going already... to exist. <laughs> Nothing, never mind. (laughs) Anyway, so he wrote around 200 AD and was known for his works called De Natura Animalium, or rather The Nature of Aliens. Or Aliens. Fuck. This is our best work! (laughs) And then the Roswell Crash of 1974, 47. Then it's called On the Nature of Animals. This is a collection of 17 books and short stories. And you can still find it. Um, it's a bit thick. I'm, a, I'm not going to lie to you yeah, guys. Yeah, I, I can imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a bunch. It's basically just allegorical tales about different animals. Um, he okay. writes about beavers a lot. Big into beavers. And Listen. he he has a... What? <laughs> Nothing. I just respect Do you have an that, opinion okay? about beavers? Look, Abby, you, you have to write a book. about fucking everything, Abby. <laughs> That's true. Beavers I do. are cute. Beavers are cute, and they, are. they taught us about how to make water go into other places. Okay, I love that like meme where it's like I love it when beavers look at running water and they're like, oh, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> big mood. Not, I relate. Not on my watch. Not on my watch. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, Ilian had like a very interesting way with words. Um, he's not overly subtle and like, he's just like, he's weird. Okay. And he goes on for quite some fucking time. Like he kind of repeats himself a lot. Um, so I have some quotes about his writings about unicorns actually, which is super fun. And, um, it's, it's interesting because he mentions that he mentions that all of these animals are located in India and India is located next to Pakistan. So I find oh, that yeah, okay. incredibly interesting. So it's like, okay, like we have some backing perhaps. Um, he found a lot of this information while he was in Persia. So again, he's hanging out in the vicinity. Okay. So all of these trans- translations are done by A.F. Schalfield. It's like school okay. field, but it's missing an O. Schalfield. Schalfield, right? It's just a field of shawls. <laughs> It's very warm there. So in the <laughs> late 1950s, cozy. real cozy. Um, he was he so he translated these in the late 1950s, and I'm going to read them to you verbatim translation. So, oh, I can't wait. Quote, please. India produces one-horned horses, they say, and the same country fosters one-horned asses. And from these horns, they make drinking vessels. And if anyone puts a deadly poison in them and a man drinks, the plot will do him no harm. For it seems that the horn of both the horse and of the ass is an antidote to the poison. Uh, And that's something that we're going to see a lot, is that people would break off the horns and Mm. put drinks in them, and it would, like keep them safe heal them yeah okay okay um another quote which is like ends up being a few paragraphs down reads i have learned that in india are born wild asses as big as horses all their body is white except for the head which approaches purple while their eyes give off a dark blue color they have a horn on their forehead as much as a cubit and a half long 
I don't know what I don't that know how de- big a cubit is. I don't know. Didn't know that was a degree of measurement. Um, I'm sure it is. Yeah. No. I know. I know. I'm just. I. I am too. I'm just like. I don't know what that. How I don't do you know. spell that? C u b i t. Like cubit? No, it's cubic zirconium. I mean, yeah, that was my brain. Maybe it's supposed to be cubic. I don't know. Cubit. Here I'm. And half it. long. That's an odd word. Or cubit. An ancient measure. An ancient measure of length approximately equal to the length of a forearm. Okay, so we got a cubit and a half. So like an arm and a half. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty. That's pretty sizable. Yeah, I mean that's a good sized horn. I mean I'm no judge of character, yeah. but uh, yeah, I don't I feel get like that's, You know, very. Probably too big for, like, a wizard's wand, but, like, you know. You know, big enough. You know, and that's the thing is I don't go towards horned creatures as, like, a rule. Um, yeah, I genuinely stay away from them. Yeah, me too. So, basically. I fear them. <laughs> go ahead. A lot of you respect for horned animals. <laughs> Same. So, the lower half, the lower part of the horn is white. The upper part is crimson, while the middle is jet black. From these very graded horns, I am told, the Indians drink. They say a man who has drunk this from this horn knows not and is free from incurable diseases. He will have he will never be seized with convulsions nor the sacred sickness, as it is called, nor be destroyed by poisons. Um so and moreover, if he had previously drunk some deadly stuff, he vomits it up and is restored to health. So again, drink in anything and everything from this horn. Good for morale. Um, good for the okay, company. Okay, so I have a question. Yes. What first? First two part question. Yeah, of course. Approach here. Mm-hmm. First question. Why didn't Voldemort <laughs> drink out of the horn rather than drinking the blood? And second question, because it's a part of this question. Yeah, sure, sure. If you drink unicorn blood from the unicorn horn, there we go. Because <laughs> like, cause like the unicorn blood makes you live a half life and a cursed life, mm-hmm, but the unicorn horn drinking out of that seems to fix all your problems. So what would happen? I, I think it's like multiplying times zero, it just like cancels out. You know, like you're good. Okay. Or maybe you're so drinking, you're drinking nothing. Water. I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. Like you're, nothing happens. Um, nothing happens. Okay. Interesting. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. what I find is incredibly interesting from reading these translations is that, you know, obviously the animals are not, we're used to cure illness. This is seen in a lot mm-hmm. of different time periods. I mean, we've even talked about people who eat and paint with mummy bits. Um, and people to this day still poach and kill elephants for their tusks, for the ivory. Aww. So, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bring up elephants. No, listen, if anyone hurts an elephant, I hate you. Yeah, because people that hate elephants are really tuning in. I can listen, see it. We have a big, I don't know. big, big poacher audience. <laughs> the people that poachers flock to um yeah definitely definitely but it makes sense that theoretically if these one-horned creatures could cure illness and were valuable then yeah why we don't see unicorns because we killed them all to heal the people wait are this you is... blaming the mythology of the unicorn for the ivory trade Sydney, <laughs> <laughs> no what are you trying to say no it was just <laughs> Ivory trade, just curious. I'm just saying, if no, they were I'm like, blaming, listen, I'm blaming random white guys for the ivory. I mean, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm as blaming you should, people. As you should. As you should. Um, no, but I mean, it's interesting, right? We see this yeah, throughout no, history constantly. So I thought that was very interesting. It's like, well, there's no unicorns because we killed them all. It's like, yeah, probably. Like, I mean, like, if there were unicorns ever, yeah, probably. Yeah, we probably killed them. That doesn't surprise me whatsoever. So, yeah, I would not um, be even remotely shook to discover 
that unicorns once existed but were fucking hunted to extinction by humanity. That would not even, I wouldn't even be. Yeah, it wouldn't even surprise me, right? So now moving through history, we have another form of another horned creature. This is from the Hebrew Bible, the Tanakh. Um, okay. And the creature is known as a reem. It's R-E, da- or um, not apostrophe. Yeah, apostrophe. The one. What's the two? Yeah, apostrophe. I know words. Do you remember when you were proud R-E of me earlier? apostrophe. I was so proud of you. And yeah, it, it's gone. Um, so R-E <laughs> apostrophe E-M. Reem is how it's pronounced. This... Oh, that looks like a unicorn. Sydney. <laughs> Focus. Sorry. I didn't include photos, so you Googled your own, I know. Um, (laughs) This animal is mentioned several times throughout the Tanakh as a large horned creature. Um, Now, it's important to note that in the King James translation of this particular Bible, the Hebrew Bible, um, they replaced that word with the word unicorn. Um, I'm not quite sure when King James did this translation, but if that was already a part of our vernacular, it would make sense. However, I imagine it must be. However, there are several other translations that use the word oryx, which is a real-life animal. An oryx is a large antelope breed. Um, However, it should be noted that oryx have two long, straight horns that point backwards from its skull, kind of like rams, but it sticks straight up at like a 45-degree angle. Um, And I imagine that from the side... <laughs> you got like a weird angle on him. Yeah. Maybe yeah, it looks yeah. like he just has the one, you know? Um Yeah, yeah. Totally. Also the word oryx comes from the Greek word oros, meaning to dig. And <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm trying not to make a big fat Greek wedding reference. Um <laughs> sorry. Um do and it. apparently oryx do dig. They will dig and bury themselves in like the cool sand to escape the heat. So oh, the Reem is so Jewish. <laughs> Aren't they cute? Like they're cute little boys. Oryxes are adorable. Yeah. yeah. So the Reem also appears in, and I, both these terms showed up. So I'm just going to include both Jewish mythology and folklore. Both were mentioned, I think interchangeably, but I just want to be as respectful as possible. So this, and the Reem appears, but is depicted as being larger than a mountain and was capable of damming the river Jordan with its waste. Like, wait, dung, wait, 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 essentially. Wait, 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 wait. I'm about wait, to talk wait, about it. Okay. So it goes, there are several stories with the ram. Um, it goes that Noah had to strap the horns of the ram, ram to the side of the ark to help push the ark through a giant pile of shit. Makes um, sense, makes sense. The ram is also said to have carried King David up to the heavens. Is that where you were going to go with that? No, not even close. Oh, okay. Well, then we'll get to you. We'll, we'll go to you next. Um, apparently, okay. King David climbed what he thought was a mountain when the creature lifted its head and took David with it. At this point, King David prayed to God because uh, he was lifted up into the heavens. And so he prays to God. He's like, I need you to get me down. And God was like, <laughs> I got you, fam. So God sent a lion and it doesn't go where you think. So the lion <laughs> passes in front of the ram and then okay. the creature bows its head to the lion, who is king of the animals. Out of okay, respect. Okay, now, I, I have seen the Lion King. I know how it's done, folks. I get I've read, I've read the ancient texts. So exactly. he bows to the lion, and David's able to get down. But now we have another problem. And I know what you're thinking, Sydney. It's what everyone is thinking. 
Now, how is David going to get past the lion? Because apparently he's still there. He did not leave. So, yeah. <laughs> fret not. He prays again. And then God sends another animal to cross the lion's path. And then he run- he's able to run away. Uh, and continue then his he journey. swallowed the spider to catch the fly. Yes. Mm-hmm. He swallowed the cat to catch the spider. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And I'm about to jump forward to a uh, another time period. So what were you going to say? Um, I was going to talk about Babe the Blue Ox. Oh my god, I totally... Uh, whoops. <laughs> yeah, I was going to be like, hey, remember that time you ruined my life in the very first episode of this fucking godforsaken podcast? <laughs> Why did I, I ruin your life? You? What did because I do? Paul Bunyan. Yeah, and Babe the Blue Ox. They were homies. He found her. Like, what's your deal? I just, I, I don't. Do you get emotional? Yes. There was this time that there was a giant Paul Bunyan, and I'm still not over it. Look, all I'm saying is that when you when you raise a creature, and then take the creature ice skating. But it's butter, and you're making a giant pancake or something. I don't remember. If you want to listen to the first episode, that's yeah, your check own out death episode sentence. One, guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> have fun. Um, yeah. I was a different person. No I'm kidding. Um, I mean, we all were, but <laughs> we all were. It was before. No, I totally well, no, didn't. I didn't even. I didn't even think about that. Tbh. Yeah, like, it just it just popped into my head because I was like, oh, big enough to like stop a river. Like, isn't that literally a part of the description? Like, it's yeah, no, she to... is. Yeah, she's big yeah. enough to. Like, cause earthquakes, stop, you know, damn rivers, and yeah. cause a whole bunch of chaos. And aren't we all? she's a I mean, bad bitch. It's called being a boss, babe. It's called hashtag girl bosh, hashtag gatekeep. <laughs> <laughs> we need to be let off the internet. Um, we do. And then we're going to, so now we're going to jump along in history. And mm-hmm. so we're going to jump along in our little history lesson here and focus on uh, someone we know and love. Love? Hate? Ah. Uh, it's a love-hate relationship, and that's European folklore. Um, specifically, the <laughs> Middle Age and the Renaissance era. <laughs> it's a love-hate yeah, we cover, relationship. Yeah, we cover a lot of European folklore for we people do. to have a love-hate relationship with it. It's just, she's very complicated. Um, she's complex. She's got layers. So, she, onions have layers. European Renaissance, <laughs> European folklore has layers. They have layers. <laughs> so, um... Talks of a white horse-like or goat-like creature with a long horn and cloven... Cloven? Is that... I wrote cloven. Cloven. I wrote Cloven's cloven, period. Where do you think I was going with and that? And cloven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the feet. Like like goats. Cloven Yeah, I was, I was with it the whole time. I'm, well, I'm apparently I wasn't because I wrote cloven, period. <laughs> so I wasn't. And cloven. And cloven. Um... Very similar to the Ram, the depiction of these beasts is found through biblical and ancient sources. One story in particular mm-hmm. stems from an antiquity known as Philosophagus. It's like philo- physi- physiologus. Totally different word than what I said before. So ignore it. Um, okay. This is a Christian text created by an unknown Christian author in Alexandria around 2nd century. And okay. this antiquity detailed a very long, thorough allegory in which a young maiden, who obviously is the representation of the Virgin Mary, is greeted by a unicorn who approaches her and lays its head on her lap and falls asleep. So basically, this is an end, like, she's able to tame him by him, by this mm-hmm. unicorn coming down and lying in its lap, in her lap. So okay. this allegory is interpreted as a representation of the relationship between Christ and Mary. Um, the trust that's built there, 
people will often attribute the small unicorn shape to be like that of Christ, which seems a little mean. Um, I don't know. Like, I knew, I knew that, like, unicorns are supposed to like maidens. And that, uh, but I knew the, that was a thing. Yeah. But apparently. I didn't realize that the maiden and the unicorn thing was an allegory for Jesus. Well, it's an allegory for, for being a pure heart virgin. And, uh, we are not. So, <laughs> my bad. I will not tame any yeah. unicorns in the near future. High hopes right. for some buddies. Uh, fingers crossed. For yeah, all right. For like, playing the good game. But. Right now, like, you gotta start searching for unicorns. Like, your time is now. Um, yeah, seriously. The image, this image, the reason why I bring up this image of the Virgin Mary and Christ being de- depicted as a horse or unicorn, sorry. Um, sure. Is, this is a staple imagery. This was used in painting and tons of artistic work from medieval into the Renaissance era, which is not untypical, but, you know, they do note the change into eras predominantly by art changes and things like that. So it's interesting that it transcended between both. Um, That's something like fucking old-timey appropriation right there. They're like, hey, this thing that they have in the Middle East and fucking, it's ours now. It's Jesus. It's ours. It's Jesus. Yeah, it's a little mean. It's Jesus. Again, he was born in Bethlehem. That's in the Middle East. Yeah, Jesus of Nazareth (laughs) is born in Bethlehem. If he was white, that'd be the miracle. Anyway, so, mm-hmm. um, basically, this it's, it's kind of interesting. So, the, this method of entrapment via virgin is not <laughs> uncommon. In oh, fact, um, Leonardo, so Leonardo da Vinci, da Vinci da, I'm sure da you've Vinci. heard of him. <laughs> da Vinci? God damn it, Abby. <laughs> well, see, and I had set up another joke, but I cut myself off, so... And I wrote, in fact, Leonardo da Vinci, I'm sure you've heard of him in such works as the film Ever After, starring Drew Barrymore. Um, God fucking damn it. I love that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We have to talk about that right now. Okay, sure, tangent. that movie. It's such a a great goddamn movie. And Leonardo da Vinci's just a character. Like, no explanation. He's just there. Painting Drew Barrymore. He's like, basically, (laughs) he's basically the, or like the imagery of the nurse character for like Romeo and Juliet. What? Abby. What? He's the fairy godmother. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, it's Cinderella shit. I'm sorry. Yeah. Leonardo da Vinci is the fairy god... Da Vinci is the fairy godmother. And that's the way it should be. This changes everything. It does. I want to rewrite. That's a great double feature. What? That's a great double feature. Hit me. Ever After and The Princess Bride. Oh, fucking chef's kiss. Give me two... Give me two things of Jiffy Pop and we'll watch it when we get home. So... Oh, my God. I'm um, so excited. Okay. But seriously, in in all actuality, Da Vinci did include unicorns in his writing and, and writings, and I found a quote. Um, okay. Quote, the unicorn threw its, oh, and, and then I threw in a big word. Okay, Da Vinci. Intemperance. I read it earlier, okay. but I forgot how to pronounce it. The unicorn right. threw its intemperance and and not not knowing how to control itself for the love it bears to fair maiden forgets its ferocity and wildness and laying aside all fear it will go up to a seated damsel and go to sleep in her lap and thus the hunters take it so this is an interesting thing where then we use the virgin as bait which again is to this hunt is common yeah to hunt the unicorn okay. but this is very interesting i mean the virgin as bait is also i mean we could talk about that in fairy tales for a whole fucking episode yeah, we really the virgin could. as bait the innocent or yeah you know, yeah. the innocent this idea that the all like okay 
First not of that, all, like, not that like being a virgin makes you innocent or like not being no, a virgin but makes you an innocent or whatever. Whatever, like it matters. But it's that story. I mean, it's that category L yeah, 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 7625B, you know? Um, probably, <laughs> maybe. In term, probably. but you know, it's it's a tr- that trope. So it's very interesting yeah. how we just keep creating the same story thousands of years later. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, there are several famous, oh, end quote, sorry, thus the hunters take it, end quote. There yeah. are several famous tapestries, some of which are currently up on display at the Met, of these unicorns. We have just... many tapestries. Many. <laughs> Sydney. <laughs> have you seen um, them? No, I haven't. I haven't, so I want to go back. Several of them are still currently on display in the Met Cloisters. Um, nice. So there are several. I love a good cloister. Who doesn't? Honestly, I fucking, who don't? I went to when I was in in Europe like, like six years ago. I was um, we visited Oxford, and there they have that little courtyard where Draco Malfoy gets turned into a ferret. Yeah, of course. Moody. Yeah, spoilers. I guess spoilers. Um, <laughs> Sydney, spoilers. And <laughs> it's surrounded by these gorgeous cloisters, and they're like made from like carved stone and it was just the coolest thing and i had a picture of myself like chilling in the cloister and i was all happy about it and i got home and looked at it and my like there's like hair in my mouth (laughs) (laughs) i've seen the photo i think i've seen the photo yeah you probably have (laughs) because i posted it anyway (laughs) but yeah it's nothing sexier (laughs) (laughs) nothing says hot hot girl summer euro trip like eating your own hair yeah, um, I wonder why, like, I wasn't getting any of that trip. Hey, Sydney, you um, started dating your husband right after you got home. I'm going to need you to take a okay, seat. after I got home. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. So, <laughs> it was my was... last chance to be a hoe. Sydney, sweetie. Yeah, I know, I'm fine. I'm very Come happy. I don't um, Just go ahead. <laughs> Anyway, I don't have any problems. Well, you know, I was about to be like, you do, actually. Actually. This is an intervention. This isn't oh, an episode. contraire. Mom's behind the door. Just go ahead and open it up, buddy. Oh, Just, God. It's time, oh, okay? God. That's actually um, why you're coming home. Shit. Oh my god, can you imagine if I just secretly, like, I couldn't, I could never stage an intervention for you, because I'd be like, we're staging an intervention, I'm so sorry, I don't know how to tell you. Like, I don't know, I just, I got to keep it to myself, but I can't. I've kept one secret, and that was that you were getting engaged. I'm done, I'm spent. I owe you so much. You did a great job. Don't, don't, don't be in need of an intervention. I won't be able to help you, so. I, okay. Thank you. That's all I ask. So, there are similarities between versions of unicorns over time, as we've noted already. Um, The European version also touches on the idea that the horn of the unicorn can be used for medicinal purposes. And that's perhaps why they attach it to the image of Christ. That kind of made a little bit more sense to me, because he's, you know, healing the wounded and sick. Right. I think it's Christ that does that. It might be God. It might be Jesus. I think he's supposed to. Well, no, but I know one of them, I know it's either God or Jesus or both, but I don't want to be rude. Anyway, so, we like to heal. Um, Yes. Very often during the Renaissance era, a narwhal tusk would be sold as a unicorn horn and would have achieved very little in terms of healing the sick and injured. Who would have guessed Uh that? As well as being featured in wax seals, unicorns throughout history have been used in decoration of armorial bearings. The word is is known as heraldry? Oh, what does that mean? So heraldry is the definition of decorations for armorial bearings. So armor. Like the pictures on armors, oh. that's called heraldry. Oh, 
oh, like the like the mud horn in Mandalorian. Exactly. So yes. the in herald in heraldry, unicorns are again depicted as horses with that long old horn. Um, <laughs> however, more often in the depictions used on armor, they have the goat hooves, but they also have tails of a lion Ooh. to indicate. Sorry, tails of a lion to indicate. That something's like, you know, kind of like a chimera kind of vibe. That that, yeah, that, has, yeah, that did come up say. in my research as well, where we had some chimera elements. Um, okay, okay. The most famous use of unicorns in heraldry is by Scotland. Unicorns are, in fact, the national say. animal of Scotland. And just because I can, I have a quote from the Nas- National Trust for Scotland. And it reads as oh, follows. Oh, everything. Quote, but it's true. The unicorn really is the official national animal of Scotland, and our love for this famous mythological creature dates back many centuries. Unicorns have been featured in many cultures going as back far back as the classical age, including ancient Babylonians and the Indus, Cili- Indus civilization. With its horse-like body and single spiraling horn, the unicorn is a symbol of purity, innocence, and power in Celtic mythology. Legend also tells that their horn can purify poisoned water, such as the strength of their healing power. These proud, untainable creatures are fiercely independent and famously difficult to capture or conquer, which will sound familiar to anyone who has read their Scottish history. Even though unicorns are (laughs) mythological, Scots have always felt drawn to what they represent. Today, unicorns are everywhere and on everything. It's incredibly popular and pop... Oh, sorry. End quote. (laughs) The rest was me. Whoops. And what they represent. And I gotta stop with the end quotes. Um, I know, Manny. This is me. Today, unicorns are everywhere and on everything. It's incredibly popular in pop culture. And even though actual sightings of unicorns are just so very, very fake, there is speculation that once upon a time, unicorns walked among us. And that is the tale of unicorns. Yay! I Yay! love how last time it was your turn. You were like the 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 government is lying to you, and now you're like unicorn unicorns are fucking fake. <laughs> okay, so first of all, draw some very clear lines. <laughs> I have some opinions, all right. And then oh, speaking stuck. of, did you discover more about the plankton aliens? Oh, so all right, friends of folklore, we have the time. This is our podcast. So yesterday, yeah. yesterday. <laughs> yesterday i uh i i'm a good frequenter speaking of which i got a bunch of rocks in my bra right now should probably take a take a take a handful out um i'm a big rock rock person Uh, i love rocks all shapes and sizes and i have a very bad habit of purchasing fancy rocks that i don't need so i went on the google a few weekends ago and i was like i want to find a new rock store you know maybe something um, more locally owned, perhaps woman owned, perhaps, you know, people of color owned. I, I wanted to change mm-hmm. it up. So mm-hmm. I found a shop that was advertised as being owned by Native American women. And I was like, cool, let's go see. Uh, let's, let's, let's go support them. However, when I got in the door, um, it had changed <laughs> ownership, <clears throat> which became oh, very, dear. very obvious because the woman behind the counter, who I quickly learned, um, was the owner. And this is, I'm not trying to hate, um, but a little bit, um, was just, <laughs> I think that, like, the granola-y and ice-ish version of a Karen is, like, a Stacy. Really? I think it's more like a, like a, like a river. Okay, cool. Rock and roll. So, she yeah. was there, 
And she's talking okay. to a man who, stereotypical, I feel bad. He has, like, the white hair and a short ponytail with one really long earring. And I was like, man, we're rocking this look. He found his look. Oh, um, man, I know it well. You know? And I walk in and she's like, well, the thing is, is that the aliens will use this magnet therapy on you. It'll hover over your heart and stop your heart. And then, then they can erase your memory while they work on you. How the magnet stopping your heart has anything to do with your memory? I did not receive uh, information on. But then I found out, dear audience, um, through eavesdropping, that um, <laughs> our lovely Johnny Depp, you know him, you love him. He has been um, infested by parasitic plankton aliens that have been amongst us for over 100,000 years. Um, Jesus take a moment. I know, you know this I is all very here? shocking. Sorry, uh, immediate response. Immediate response. Yeah. I mean, I know mm-hmm. I heard this yesterday, but immediate response. Of course, your memory is wiped. If your heart has stopped, that means you're dead. Yeah, that's how death works. You usually don't have memories when you don't breathe and or have, you yeah, know, like, as far blood. as I'm aware, I've never been dead personally, but I, I feel mean, like I can, with some confidence. If I have, I've definitely kept it to myself. Like, um, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> so much shit. so that even I don't know about it. Like, <laughs> it's on the DL, you know. Um, and so I, I left. Yeah. <laughs> And as oh I was leaving, God. I was I was informed that I had a beautiful energy and aura. So good, go me, go me, go, go team, go team. Um, what what it color was, just, was it in her opinion? You know what? I didn't ask. I was afraid. Like, what if she said? Yeah, it was I like wouldn't have asked either. I would have been like, "Thank you," and I would have fucking left. And like, I don't mean to do like I understand that I, as a personality, am am very down to earth. I have a lot of spiritual vibes and practices in my life. But I was like, okay. This is why I didn't want to talk about aliens. This is why I talked about aliens the one time. Because it just gets to be too fucking much. Um, yeah, I you don't... know, there's a lot of... I, I'm, I'm pretty hippy-dippy myself. Yeah, I... I have some lines that I draw. Again, I have some very stark, random, like, lines in the sand. Um, yeah, I have some hills that I will absolutely die on. And Plankton Aliens, turns out, is one of them. Yeah, so, um, guys, send your, send your thoughts and prayers to Johnny Depp during this very difficult time. Listen, that guy snuck dogs into Australia. That was fucked up. Ooh, Johnny... It's okay. Yeah, that's and also, not, like, I still don't know yeah. where I land with the Amber Heard thing. I mean, I think she's a monster, but I don't know how bad he is in comparison. I haven't... Yeah, I think, um, well, maybe it's the plankton alien. Maybe sometimes people suck. Yeah. All is this and more. plankton aliens, or are you a terrible person? It's one or the other. And uh, that's what yeah. we've learned here. If you want to know, that's what I learned today, Sydney, is that you're either a bad yeah. person or you're just infected by parasitic plankton aliens. You even wait for um, me to ask you. Oh, I'm so glad. You know, so that's definitely what I learned. Um, all of this yeah. and more on next week's episode of Friends of Folklore. Do you have anything else to say, Sydney? Because I'm so tired of talking. <laughs> I don't think I have anything else to say. So um, you can find us. I always forget where you can find us. I do this every time it's Abby's turn. Friends you may of find folklore. us. Friends of Folklore. By, uh, okay. Friends, <laughs> can... okay. Friends of Friends of Folklore. Okay. Did you get it, Sydney? I know I'm whispering, but did you get it? I got it. Go go ahead. Go whenever you're ready. No pressure. Take a deep breath. I got this. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Stop. So, 
You can find us by searching the Friends of Folklore or searching our username, which is Friends of Folklo. That's Friends of Folklore without the R-E. If you would like to direct your complaints directly toward us, you may send us an email at thefriendsoffolklore at gmail.com. Um, we post every other Wednesday and we love you so much. Yeah, rate, Thank review, you for subscribe. Oh, yeah. Rate, review, subscribe. Please, please. And shit. Tell your friends. Subject yeah. your friends to the Friends of Folklore. Because that's what a real friend does. <laughs> Force more people. Exactly. Like, it's the re- it's reverse gatekeeping. Force more people to enjoy what you enjoy. So exactly. share us with your friends. Um, go yes. ahead. And thanks for being a friend of folklore. Thanks for being a friend of folklore. Bye-bye.